Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach and founder of Dynamic Leader. I've got an amazing guest today. His name is Kagan Hadley, and he has a doctorate in occupational therapy, which I guess I didn't, and I'm certain that a lot of people didn't even think about or know about. Dr. Roti, he specializes in psychological conditions, and he is actually the bridge between the physical and the psychological when focused on pain or returning to comfort. Uh, He tells me that most people focus on one or the other, and that fascinates me. So I'm hoping it fascinates you. Welcome to the show, Kagan. Glad to be here. Thank you. Okay. Kagan, tell me, uh, Dr. Hadley, tell me... um, uh, tell me about really about what you do. And then what I want to do is wind back the clock a little bit. And you'll talk to me a little bit about how you got to doing what you do. And then we'll talk a little bit about what our listeners and viewers should know in terms of their physical and psychological well-being. Yep. So uh, essentially, I, I spend a lot of my time talking with athletes or active individuals who have suffered a uh, physical injury generally that is really taking a psychological toll on their day-to-day lives. So I help them kind of um, zoom out of their life and see, you know, you kind of have to address both the psychological and the physical in parallel. Otherwise, you're not going to really be get back to where you were or improve uh, in the future. So I I spent a lot of my time doing that. Well, I'm a big... um fan i suppose is the is the word i'm a big believer in the mind body integration mind body biology was something that i studied in my undergrad believe it or not and that was many decades ago mm-hmm. um and that uh, i mean it makes all the sense in the world we focus on you know recovering from an injury but there are always psychological components to that what yeah. do you do? Like, are you in your world, someone who comes to you, an athlete that has, I mean, you're known also as the ACL therapist. So mm-hmm. uh, talk to me about how people find you, what you do to them, with them, for them. Yeah, uh, of course. So generally people find me, um, uh, after a long an injury that requires a long uh, recovery period, from, uh, like the, an ACL injury, an Achilles injury, um, for you know throwing athletes, sometimes it's a uh, Tommy John injury or total knee individuals as well, depending on their age and activity level, and, and they just um, reach out to me because they're they're searching either you know social media or just the internet to find out more information as far as their current condition or they resonate with. Um, my book, Torn, Overcoming the Psychological Challenges Post-ACL um, Entry. Uh, just kind of, um, there's not many people speaking directly to individuals who are struggling psychologically as a result of physical injuries. So That's true. So how how long would someone 
work with you mm-hmm. are you seeing them are you seeing them as a psychologist as a as a th- psychotherapist might see somebody and is that over the mm-hmm. course of months or are you seeing them as uh as somebody doing physical rehab pt right mm-hmm. and ot mm-hmm. yep it, it kind of depends on the, the 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 individual so my main intervention that i practice um you know uh, from a psychological perspective is act acceptance and commitment therapy um which uh it heavily integrates into the physical well-being of the uh individual and if they're more if one of the struggles of the patient isn't necessarily um, psychologically focused, I also spend a lot of time training them from a joint perspective, because as a result of my own uh, experiences, I've kind of had to find ways, especially for the knee joint, to strengthen it in more uh, un- unconditional ways to, to feel better after these more extensive uh, surgeries or, or injuries. So. So in as far as timeline, I go, I guess I didn't necessarily answer that. It's heavily dependent on um, what the client needs um, because it's not, unfortunately, a one size fits all. So, I mean, some people I, I spend, you know, a weekend just um, connecting with them. A lot of people uh, just need connection um, and to talk through these kinds of situations with someone who has been in their shoes before, because even though obviously um you know, there's there's a lot of different cultural things or, you know, what what have you that might be different between myself and the client. But um, from an experience perspective, just as a, as a result of these traumatic injuries, we, we can have a lot of common threads. So um, and if they're just looking for someone to connect to, it can be rather brief. If they're looking for kind of extended help to, you know, get back to where they were and hopefully, you know, improve upon where they were prior to the injury, it, it can be months. I've talked to one client for a uh, year and a half now. So, I mean, it, it, it just kind of depends. Unfortunately, I can't give you a concrete answer. No, I think that's, that's actually a better answer. Okay. Um, it, it really is, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, people see me and they come in and they, we do this, 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 and they're done. It's like, I, I'd rather hear that you treat people kind of based on who they are and how they are when they show up. So that I think that's yeah. great. Yeah. And I, I truly believe in, um, getting people the skills they need to kind of set them out and, and live their life. I don't um, generally, um, I, I'm not just going to see people to, to see people. Um, I'm, I'm more so trying to solve, you know, issues and struggles they're having internally and then set them out and, uh, you know, let them live their lives, essentially. <laughs> set them free to live their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me a little bit about it's a it's a great acronym ACT. Talk to me about acceptance commitment therapy. What is what is that? Yo, uh, acceptance and commitment therapy is essentially kind of like a um, essentially a cousin to CBT. They they work um, hand in hand. A lot of the principles are similar. It's just kind of a different frame of reference. Uh, essentially, uh, I, I can get into my history a little bit, but I. Um, what are some... they accepting when it's when you're talking about acceptance therapy mm-hmm. or acceptance mm-hmm. and commitment? Mm-hmm. What are they accepting? What are they committing to? And yep. how how is that therapeutic? Yep. So essentially, it depends depend, depends. Sorry, on how you define the word accept. A lot of times when people think of you know accept, especially in reference to mental health, they're thinking of you know stand in the corner, be quiet, um, just 
you know, accept what happened to you. And it, that's not really the case. It's more so using what you've gone through as a learning tool to go, okay, this happened to me. This is what I can pull from it um, to ensure it doesn't happen again. And then, you know, get a really realistic look on where I'm at and how to move forward from, you know, my, my previous traumas. And as far as committing to it, just like any kind of person, you know, in recovery, whether that be, um, you know, from a, a mental health issue, a, a substance abuse issue, you have to commit to change because it's not a one decision and you're done. I mean, because we'll all fall. This is a fallen, you know, fallen world. So, I mean, we're all going to make mistakes and you always have the opportunity to either get back on the path or completely kind of tumble back, uh, back down the um, drain, essentially. So. And and the therapeutic part is the path that you keep people on. Yep, there's six uh, fundamental uh, pillars associated with ACT or psychological flexibility, and I'm happy to um, kind of go into those if uh, if you're um, wanting to do that. I suppose. Yes, please. I think okay. you know anything. Here's here's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm I'm looking for something that um, that our audience can go. Oh yeah, that's me. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, yeah, I should probably, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so six pillars, at least one of those six is going to be relatable, I'm guessing, if not all six. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you, usually usually people have like one or two strengths mm -hmm. is what I'm seeing when, I, when someone comes in. Um, essentially, the slight difference, because I'm sure your audience is at least somewhat familiar with uh, CBT, is essentially CBT generally is trying to reduce the negative symptomology associated with whatever they're dealing with, whether that be depression, anxiety. Um, well, act. actually for, for the sake of the audience, that's not familiar with it. Okay. Cognitive behavioral therapy is yes, sorry. what yeah. Keegan is, is referring to. Mm -hmm. um, and basically what that says is you are really looking at how you think, how do you think, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it's you stepping back and going, oh, this is how I think. And then based on, mm -hmm. based on your recognition of your thinking style, you then modify your behavior. And this works, uh, whether you are facing anxiety mm -hmm. or whether you're facing, um, uh, a heavy challenge that yep. you want to overcome any kind of challenge. So mm -hmm. cognitive behavioral. Um, and, and you're using that as kind of a foundation, Keegan, it sounds like to, yeah, it, just to compare. So essentially what you're trying to do generally is, a you know, a 10,000 foot overview is you're trying to reduce, uh, the symptomology associated with your condition with CBT. You're trying to reduce the symptoms associated with anxiety, depression, with ACT. You're essentially, um, not necessarily trying to reduce the you know, never in my view and in my experience, I have a hard time. Everyone um, kind of has a modality or an intervention they they prefer. Essentially, in mine, I've I've had a hard time with CBT, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, and that kind of leads into my story a little bit. Um, but acceptance and commitment therapy or ACT essentially is just preparing you for the inevitable, kind of because uh, no matter what you what what your situation is in life, you're going to deal with difficult circumstances, whether that's losing a loved one, whether that's a job loss, um, whether it's, you know, struggles in, you know, certain relationships like a, you know, marriage, a family member, those kinds of things. It's just preparing you for those things and allowing you to live with the di difficult feelings associated with it, you know, the, the human condition, I guess. So, um, 
So let's yeah. talk about the six pillars. Yep. The six pillars. So there's three different, there's um, kind of the three different stages, essentially there's uh, diffusion um, and acceptance are the first two. So diffusion would uh, essentially, it's one of the, um, you know, foundational principles that really helped me out of, you know, when, when I was in a very dark place, diffusion is um, the thoughts that we all have that we very much uh, cognitively fuse with. So for, for me, I'll just give you my own personal example. I always feel Please. that's b best. So um, I always felt like as a result of my mental health challenges and then my physical challenges, I tore both my ACLs playing uh, college college football and uh, briefly afterward uh, that I was broken. I always had the terminal thought of I am broken, um, which I am not physically broken. I am having thoughts or feelings of being broken. And that's the process of diffusion is being able to gain some perspective on those thoughts and step away from them and say, you know, I am not sad. I'm having thoughts and feelings. I'm sad and so on and so forth. Um, and acceptance is the other one as we, as we alluded to, it's not standing in the corner, just, um, you know, accepting what happened to you. It's, it's learning from what you've went through and how to, you know, best position yourself for the future. And then um, I can, keep rattling on i don't know if you have any i will interject as long okay. as you pause for a second the mm -hmm. uh, you know i i jump all over the separate thoughts from and separate judgment from uh the person and mm -hmm. i i that's a huge recommendation that i make when you are in a position of authority also and if you um you know if you're overseeing a company for example and this is this is to, uh, you know, the the audience here is quite broad. So mm -hmm. um, if you're overseeing a company um, or overseeing people in a company, recognize that the behavior you're seeing is not the person. If you're overseeing the a family, recognize that, you know, sometimes um, your kids are doing their best and or your spouse is doing his or her or their best. And um their behavior is not the person and then back to yourself you know it's sort of like well i did this thing and then you jump to judgment about the thing and it's like now separate yourself your core self from those thoughts and to recognize that around the behavior you have choices and so that's really the first step and i wanted to I wanted to elaborate there because I think that that is something that we can talk about at a high level, but it's also something that you can use right away. Just recognize you have choice about the way you think you have choice about the way you act. And mm -hmm. as long as you're paying attention, you know, your awareness leads to greater choice. So cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got diffusion and acceptance and you did yep. talk about acceptance before. So yep. um, what's the next section? The next yep, the Yep. The next uh, group of two is uh, mindfulness, which, um, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are much more familiar with. Um, a, a lot of people who are struggling in the kind of mental health arena, it's generally because they're focusing either in the future or the past. So li living in the moment helps uh, quite a bit. And there's a lot of um, skills I work with, uh, you know, uh, with clients to, you know, really stay in the moment, which is extremely difficult, especially when there's 
you know, uh, 300 new uh, series on Netflix, a million new social medias and, and all the different, you know, chaos we're living through presently. Um, that's one. And then kind of one of the, the, the other one is one of the more nuanced um, pillars. It's self is a context. It essentially posits that um, we each live every day with two versions of ourself. There's kind of the mask that we put on, um, you know, that, that generally is more uh, widely seen. So essentially, if you think of like um, stereotypes from the standpoint of a football player being uh, strong, tough, you know, maybe mean sometimes, not a lot of feelings, but that, you know, if you really take a step close and look at me or, you know, a, a lot of other individuals, there, there's really who they are. So it's underneath that mask. There, it's the... Um, it's kind of re removing the, you know, uh, veneer that you're trying to put out and, and seeing what's really underneath. So, well, and you know, we see that with influencers, quote unquote, influencers on in social yeah. media. Yeah, uh, we see the highlight reels. We don't see the how they got there or mm -hmm. what happens day to day. That you know, <laughs> the going shopping to um, using the restroom. It's like they're human. They're yeah. human and. And so being able to say, okay, there's the, there's the persona we put out there. And then there's the actual humanity. Mm -hmm. who, who am I really? Yep. So good self as context. That's awesome. Yep. And then the, the last two are purposeful action because, uh, you know, without that one, obviously, no matter how much internal work you're doing, um, unless you take action, you're, you're not going to see any progress. Um, and then the, the last one is, uh, values, which, um, essentially the best way I like to explain values is goals are extremely important, but what, what I found personally, and, um, what I've noted with a few of my clients as well is, uh, unless your goals are tied to your internal values, even if you achieve a goal, if you don't have a, a value underneath it, it's going to be, you know, ra rather meaningless. So the, essentially values are your compass. So due north, but you'll never reach it. You know, you're never going to get to the, you know, true north. Um, but the goals are essentially the stepping stones on your way in that direction. I'm so glad you said that. Um, my, uh, when I talk about exponential success, I talk about values first, always values first, because if you don't have clarity around that, how do you have anything else? Right. Mm -hmm. And who, who you are now isn't who you were or what you valued 20 years ago. Think about who, who you, yeah. what you valued yeah. 20 years ago, what you value today. Mm -hmm. And that, that sets the foundation for where you're going. What do you need to value? And therefore who do you need to be values, vision, vitality, or my three. Um, and you've got values, purposeful action. I'm glad you said that too, because um two things i i love that phrase um taking action that's great taking action teaches you like those people that are they're so overthinking if you find yourself overthinking take a step in some direction and you'll learn mm -hmm. um and if you know what you're really after be purposeful about it like be really clear be purposeful yep. like is the action you're taking, is that getting you closer to or further from your goals? So uh, I love everything about this. This is <laughs> diffusion, acceptance, mindfulness, self as context, purposeful action, and values. Those are 
six good pillars, Keegan. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. It's, it's definitely helped me, um, uh, on my journey and it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to, you know, help others, give them the tools to, you know, live a, live a more full, uh, life for sure. You are listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Talk a little bit about your book. Yeah. Um, so essentially what happened with uh, me is it's I'll give you that because it'll kind of explain why the book is a thing, I guess. Tell me the uh, name of the book once more. Yep. Uh, Torn, Overcoming the Psychological Challenges Post-ACL Injury. Nice. So um, the book essentially is um, uh, my story going starting from when I'm a freshman in high school struggling with um, uh, very severe anxiety, panic attacks, those kinds of things um, through um, both ACL tears in college and then uh, in the um, uh, football after college and then um, kind of the subsequent emotional abusive relationship I was in that led to me being um, suicidal for a time. So uh, essentially it, it kind of just outlines that and how if if I would have been practicing um, act throughout my life, I, I would have been much better suited for all those situations. And I would have been able to avoid, you know, many of the more, um, yeah, serious situations that I ended up being in. So the book, mm -hmm. what does it walk people through? Is it, or is it autobiographical? It, it's essentially a, a bit of both. So I like to have multiple, I, I like to break up my books from, a story. So you'll have a, a story of me uh, playing football and then that abruptly ending in the uh, obvious uh, turmoil that leaves you in um, and then explaining, uh, you know, how this situation could have been changed with ACT. I, I kind of introduce ACT because it's not a widely known uh, intervention um, th through my stories, if that makes sense. So this this story would be ACT, you know, and in, in, in so on. So. It would be act one. Yeah, essentially, essentially. So that's, unfortunately, I really wanted to, what, what frustrated me is this book actually took shape from my own personal journaling through therapy. Uh, so I, I mean, the process of me deciding I wanted to um, publish a book to having a book was a very short turnaround just because I had most of my stories already in place from my journaling. I just had to accumulate the literature, um, you know, because I wanted to be, um, you know, thorough with my uh, scientific background as well. But it, it was a it was a short turnaround, anyways. So, yeah, that's great. If um, 
Do, do you feel like people have to be in pain in order to recognize or use all this? No, I, I mean, essentially, like I said, no matter no matter what you're doing uh, is in in life, there's going to be challenges, and to be uh, best suited for those challenges, you're going to have to do some kind of uh, mental preparation. The reason I came upon it so abruptly was because football was my coping mechanism. Once that was removed, like many other athletes, we don't spend a lot of time as athletes talking about mental health and how to, you know, uh, really cope um, in a healthy manner if, you know, you're you're going through some stress. So I, I came upon that rather naturally, and I, I dealt with everything in a very unhealthy way. And I know that's unfortunately uncommon. So they're common. <laughs> it is. It's uh, it's more common than than most people know and um that's in some ways that's good news you know it's like if you're as you watch this as you listen to this just to recognize that if you're going through something you are not alone this is no. <laughs> like pain happens and life's ups and downs happens and yep. you know that's that's part of the acceptance piece is to recognize that there is there is flux and mm-hmm. um and you know keegan i'm pretty sure when you talk about preparing for the inevitable it's not like get ready because something bad's going to happen it's just like life has ups and downs yeah and to to live a to live a full life i mean you're, you're assuming that's going to have love involved and usually the the most difficult pain we can experience is it is a result of something you love whether that be something you know, you, you lose a loved one, but I mean, would you really rather not have that loved one and then, you know, truly love someone and then know what it's like to lose them? I mean, you'd, you'd want both sides of that and to live a full life, you have to experience both. Like I, I very much love um, my grandmother who passed away earlier this year and it was, um, you know, excruciating, but I, I never would have given up knowing and loving and, you know, getting all the um, wisdom I got from my grandma Um in order to not have that pain. Uh, unfortunately, nowadays, people um, tend to associate feeling bad with being unwell. But I mean, in a lot of cases, I mean, it's a very healthy situation. I mean, if I very much loved my grandmother, and I lost her, and I, I wasn't upset at all, um, I, I would be more concerned about me in that situation than if you were grieving. So, And people grieve in all kinds of ways. Um, the, the point here is, yeah, that the, the risking feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> is a wonderful part of the human condition, mm-hmm. right? That's awesome. Um, good. What else should we be talking about? This is a, that's, <laughs> that's um, a lot to cram into a short amount of time. What, yeah. What? Um, well, I, I mean, w- one thing that, again, that I, I'm terminally uh, struggling with, and I touched on it uh, briefly, is uh, being being mindful. I'm one of those people. I'm a writer. And, and the reason I enjoy it so much is because I have so many thoughts and so many um, things that are always vying for my attention that it's, it's very hard to live in the present moment. So it's something I'm always um, very, very passionate about because it's, ex- you know, it's very, very difficult to do nowadays. So... And um, what suggestions do you have for doing that? What, uh, you know, if you were to say, you know what, to be more mindful every day, 
Mm-hmm. Here's something you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. It would depend on the individual. If it's someone who's having no issues presently, because I mean, there are two, 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 two totally different tracks you can go down. There's someone who's more like me where you have a, a potentially a panic attack and you're having to be mindful, sit through the panic and, and be there with that difficult emotion or you have someone who potentially hasn't experienced that kind of thing and they're not accustomed to um you know difficult emotions or feelings if if you're more fitting into that camp which that's a good thing i'm not saying it's it's a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination but um the easiest way to simulate that and kind of um train that muscle i guess would be the only way to term it is um uh, what I found is even if I'm doing very well mentally at the time, I like taking cold showers because it's it's not my favorite feeling in the world. But if you can sit there and enjoy those difficult feelings, you're more well suited to taking on difficult emotions, difficult stresses and those kinds of things and being present in that moment, even if it's um, not super enjoyable. So getting kind of doing like a progressive overload from a uh, training perspective in uh, cold showers is a very easy way that anyone can kind of uh, start to work on those being present skills. That's great. Um, you know, you're using terms that that are familiar to you and not as familiar to yes. Sorry. our audience. Uh, so, so progressive overload, for example, yes. it's great. It's uh, Mm-hmm. It, uh i can explain it if you if you yeah do please it's okay. uh okay. it's uh, a great term and i think it's almost self-explanatory i just didn't want to throw no, it out yeah. there you know like mm-hmm. it's yeah. great yeah so uh, essentially progressive overload is something more in the uh physical uh physical either training or physical therapy world or just strength and conditioning world essentially it's alluding to the fact that we have very um resilient bodies and this week, if I'm doing a bicep curl at 10 pounds and I break down that muscle, you get sore. Um, the next week, I might do 12 and a half pounds and it'll it'll still likely be hard. But because you broke down that muscle the week before, it'll come back stronger. So you're progressively very incrementally getting stronger. I, I use that principle for all my uh, joint training. I try to implement as much of it actually on the psychological side of things as well, just so you're not going from uh, zero to 100. Uh, a lot of people struggle with that, doing nothing to doing as much as possible right away. So I like to uh, provide everything in bite-sized pieces. Perfect. Uh, uh, it's That was a great example. You know, it's not like, hey, I've heard uh, a cryotherapy is good, or I've heard ice baths are great. I'm going to just jump right in. It's like, yeah. start by standing in the shower and turning the dial down just a little and turning yeah. it down just a little. And then in terms of the mindfulness practice, it's not like you stand there and you turn the dial down. So you're in cold water and you're cussing out the cold water. Mm-hmm. The mindfulness piece is what am I experiencing? How's mm-hmm. my breathing? Yep. What do I think my heart rate is. Mm-hmm. Um, how long can I stand here? What's happening with my muscles? Are they shivering? What's my breathing? Like start to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the piece that allows you, uh, even greater control over, can you make it colder or can you lift that extra pound or do mm-hmm. that next set? So yeah. this is all perfect. This is really great. Yeah. Great. And it's you, you can do it multiple different ways. You can do it 
in the way uh, Dr. P is alluding to where you get slightly colder each day for your shower, which um, is a good way to do it. What I generally have done in the past, it's kind of actually almost the opposite as you go cold, but you you're in there for five seconds that first day. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, there's, there's okay. two different, there's two different ways you can do no, it. No, just increase, so, uh, yeah. Increase then, time. That's yep. great. Go. So it's, go it's one or the other. Through, yeah. <laughs> ice bath for a second and a half. That's all. Wow. That's cold. And out you go. Yep. Or yep. ice bath. Wow. Okay. Yesterday was only two seconds. Today is five. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so you can do it either way. And actually, um, it's probably less aversive if you're doing it the way you're alluding <laughs> to, actually. So that's that's a good that's a good note for myself personally. Either way. Either way. And that that is good because and and here's what's great about this is that um you know, I have different experts on one sharp sword podcast, and we talk about things um and we sometimes get to the same result from different angles and i think that's what makes all of this so interesting is that there are there there are so many ways to do things right you know mm. it's not like any particular style is going to be like oh my gosh you did that that was the you know terrible it's mm. like are you living your life that's like be aware of how you're living your life that's mindfulness ta-da you know it's like yeah. you're a step closer to mm -hmm. the self-awareness and then you know i'm a big fan of um awareness does lead to choice and choice yeah. leads to greater awareness and it's a mm -hmm. beautiful upward outward spiral and and so as you learn more and you get more you know different ideas about how to do things in your life great you have more power in your life and that's the whole point right yeah and that that's how i came upon act just as a, as a whole i i got done with that um more uh, difficult period of my life after i tore my second acl i uh was in the i made a poor relationship decision and started dating an alcoholic who was um, emotionally abusive and then it ended up with me being suicidal and i actually the most frustrated i ever was it was after I got out of that relationship, um, started going to therapy. But the, the reason I got so frustrated and actually the most down was because just personally, I wasn't having any, having any success with uh, cognitive behavioral therapy for whatever reason. I think it's just my brain um, until I found acceptance and commitment therapy. And you slowly start to, I slowly started to climb out of that hole. And it's not because there there's thousands of uh, research studies on cognitive behavioral therapy and it's how uh, effective it is. It's just everyone is slightly different. So, I mean, um, it, it just kind of echoing what you said is as long as we're all getting to a better, more well place, there's a lot of different routes to get there. A lot of different routes. I um, I love how you're almost, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird um, and, and I'll just blurt it out. You're almost smiling when you were saying, you know, I was in an abusive relationship and almost got suicidal. And it's and it's sort of like right now you're at the point of having processed it so much that you can go, how absurd was that? Which is what the smiling's about. It's um I was in this place, it was a dark place. How absurd to have let myself get there. And and it's yeah. like only now in this place of mindfulness, in this place of health, can you look back and go, oh, dang. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm also, again, as you're, as you stated, it's, it's almost weird, but I'm actually, 
uh, almost thankful for that period of time because it, it led me down this path. And I, I get a lot of, um, I, I'm very content helping others avoid those kinds of situations as best I can by providing them these tools. So it, it's provided me a lot of joy to to help others. So I'm I'm actually thankful for that that time in my life as well. So I think that goes back to there's no failure, there's only learning if you allow mm -hmm. yourself that gift. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. You know, we no one goes into a relationship going, hey, I wonder how messed up it's going to make me. Or no one also goes into a relationship going, um, you know, I wonder when we're going to break up. It's like you don't start with some turmoil in mind. Mm -hmm. So I think the commitment is great. And that's whether that's a commitment to uh, a work, uh, an area of focus, a hobby, another person, or to yourself. You know, I think that that all of that is so important that that you're like, you know what, I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to learn along the way. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just uh, lessons, not failures, just lessons. Exactly. Exactly. Um, any Anything that you want to impart at this point that we haven't covered and or how do people find out more about you? Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I, nothing that we haven't uh discussed again i'm always open to having uh more discussion discussions with you uh dr p it's it's been a pleasure but uh, if anyone wants to find me they can find me at uh the acl therapist on instagram and twitter i'm i'm not as active on them as i should be but i, I do respond to messages uh in due time and i also have uh, my website the acl therapist or uh another one is keeganhadley.com so Okay. The ACL therapist is also .com. Yes, sir. Okay. Good deal. And um, ACL stands for? Uh, anterior cruciate ligament. It's the main, uh, it's one of the four main uh, stability, stability ligaments in the knee, and it's the most commonly injured in athletics. You just touched your knee when you talked about it, didn't you? I did. I did. You felt it. You felt it's it, like, didn't you? Right? It's like, it's the ACL, and you, you lean yeah, forward yeah. and you touch it. It's like, you have to, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> All right. The ACL therapist, Dr. Keegan Hadley. Uh, either of those is uh, is .com. The ACL therapist.com. Keegan, uh, and, and Keegan spells his name or his parents did, uh, spell his name K-E-A-G-E-N, Hadley, H-A-D-L-E-Y.com. Yep, it'll both uh, take you to the, to the same place. So Yes, they uh, will. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yes, they will. Awesome. Also on all the socials. So very good. Um, wow. The book, the, the resources, all the stuff. Dr. Keegan Hadley, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Yeah, appreciate having you here. This is One Sharp Sword Cutting Through to What Matters Most. My guest has been Dr. Keegan Headley. I am Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach and founder of Dynamic Leader Inc. We'll see you here next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword Cutting Through to What Matters Most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell the Breakthrough Success Coach and your powerful presence mentor.